man. Episode 15! Yay! Welcome to the podcast. Oh, uh, if you, we have a... Good evening. We have a, we have a person, an extra person this week. A guest, no less. Yes. God herself, some might say. <laughs> ah, yes, God. Allegedly. In some circles, yeah, everybody, in some dimensions. We'll say, give a big Grammy voice hello to Angel Tyler. Hello! <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Angel, how are you? I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing okay. I'm vibing tonight, you know? Good, good. <laughs> good. I am glad to hear. <laughs> uh, now, more importantly, who, who are you? Ah, yes. Yeah, tell us about yourself, because we know nothing about We've you. We've never met you before. This is our first time. Who? I am a complete stranger. Well, my name is Angel Victoria Tyler, in case you want my middle name, too. Uh, I study vocal government. Yeah, I listen. I'm giving the full government. You guys might get my social security number. I don't know. Who's to say? Uh, <laughs> I'm a senior vocal performance major at SUNY Oswego. Uh, my focus is on opera. Um, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. I somehow ended up in Oswego, New York, of all places. Uh, do not ask me why, please. God, please. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's that's about it. That sums up my life, I guess. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. It's pretty simple. Now Angel, you you have a um you have you have there's something unique about you that is different from the last uh three is it three uh <laughs> guests that we've yeah. had? Yeah. Which is that you do not run a podcast. That is very true. Um the Therefore, you have nothing to promote. Yes. However, I would love to give you the opportunity to promote anything or mention things you're working mm. on, things that you may have done recently, things you're involved in. Like, tell us, tell us some things that you tell, tell us about your extracurricular activities. Ah, yes, my extracurricular activities. So, uh, so like I said, I do opera. Um, I just got done with an opera with the Oswego Opera Theater uh, called La Serva Padrona or The Maid Turned Mistress, uh, where I played my first leading lady. Mm. Uh, and so that was really great. It was a live streamed uh, opera, fully costumed and everything. Um, I have a recital coming up. It was those are good costumes. Yes, I know. I was surprised. I can mention. I did. I watched the live stream. It was good. Listen, Judy. Judy really outdid herself. Um, you know, she's amazing. Um, and then I have my, my senior recital coming up this weekend. And so everything's just wrapping up. I don't really have any specific projects that I'm working on. Um, well, that's not entirely true. I will be singing with the orchestra. I'll be singing two arias with them, I believe, like the weekend of May 1st. Um, but other than that, it's really just me keeping on, keeping on after I graduate singing. So like, if you guys want content, pop over to my Instagram, <laughs> maybe. Maybe I'll start posting more often, so. <laughs> we love... No, Angel, it's not content. It's art. There's a difference. That this, is true. What Angel, we're you doing right a, now, now what we're doing is content. <laughs> we, this is capital C content TM between two TM. podcast hosts. I, now, Angel, now, mm. I, if any, now, I know most people probably listening to this might know, be familiar with Angel V. Tyler. Um, but I just really, I, I, I just want everyone to know this woman has a beautiful voice, um, which is why I'm so happy to have her here today, because the album that we're covering is uh, the, the singer does not have a beautiful voice at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say I'd say polar opposites in, in Angel Tyler and and our dear friend, uh, Robert Dylan. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it's so funny Angel. I was... 
I, I, you continue. Sorry. No, it's so Go funny because I was please. like, I was listening to your guys' podcast and I'm like, man, they could have invited me on for like rumors because I absolutely love Fleetwood Mac. Like I could have really been speaking my shit. Do you? Yes. I am obsessed with Fleetwood Mac. Like it's honestly disgusting at this point. <laughs> Damn it. Did you agree with our rating? Yeah, I agree. Well, Angel, this was great to have oh, you on wow. today. We'll have to talk to you another time. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nikki, what Bob Dylan album did we listen to? Um, my, uh, uh, one of them. Out of many. Um, this week we covered uh, we covered the 1998 Grammy award-winning record, um, the 1997 uh, album. Time Out of Mind by Bob Dylan Legendary. I mean, what else can you say? Pulitzer Prize winner for, uh, I believe, literature. Uh, Bob Bob Dylan. <laughs> uh, this is his 30th studio album uh, that, I, uh, that is, uh, I'm reading directly from the Wikipedia page. <laughs> um, 30th studio. 30, this is number 30. That's kind of crazy. So, so yeah. Angel, um, we must apologize to you as well, uh, in what I hope is not a running tradition of guest episodes from henceforth, uh, we usually pick good <laughs> records for this, yeah. uh, for our guests, and yet again, uh, you and Jameson have suffered the fate of getting sad old white men who definitely did not <laughs> deserve the award that they received. Now let me now let me be clear. Now let me be clear before we get mm-hmm. into the record cuz I'm sure you both have your own thoughts. Um now listen, I'm not a I'm not a Dylan head, a Bob a Bob head. A bobber. A bobber. Mm. It's a bobber. Sure. Um I I think I might have mentioned this on the last episode, but there is one Bob Dylan record that really changed not changed my life, but it was very important to me in, in my adolescence. And that was uh, John Wesley Harding. And I think that was like from like the, mm-hmm. the 60s. Um, great record, completely different yeah. from this mess. <laughs> um, but here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing. You don't, come, you don't come to Bob Dylan for the vocal performance. We all know he's not a great singer. You don't come for the timbre. It's very na- nasally. You don't, you don't really, honestly, you don't even come for the, uh, the instrumentation. You know, it's kind of cut and dry. Uh, you come for the lyrics. You come for what he has on his mind. All right? And I'm going to be honest with y'all. He, he fails to deliver on that end here, too. Uh, <laughs> sure. Wow, okay. Before we start discussing that, uh, let us quickly... Shout out our sponsor. Our, our beautiful sponsor, the Fails on Tragedy Hour. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, we got to discuss what it beat out. Uh, 1998, Time Out of Mind by Bob Dylan won Grammy yes. Award for Album of the Year. It beat out yes. The Day by Babyface, Flaming Pie by Paul McCartney, OK Computer by Radiohead, and This Fire by Paula Cole. Uh, two of those are big names. OK Computer is lauded as one of the greatest albums of all time. Not saying I believe that, but... It's one of those albums. Um, kind of crazy. When I saw that, because I was looking that up as well, and I was like, I'm extremely surprised. Because, like, I listened to the album, obviously, and I was like, and I've also listened to all of OK Computer, not to be, like, a simp for Radiohead, because, like, no. Really? But, yeah, I, I do like Radiohead oh. to a... No, <laughs> well, no, to a degree, I do like Radiohead, and I do like OK Computer, and I was like, this is extremely surprising. Like, 
also just given given like the genre of the album, I was really surprised that something so like bluesy and gritty won over OK Computer. Like, I don't know. It's surprising mm. to me. Yeah, uh, Radiohead actually uh, continues their legacy of losing to shitty old white men, uh, and a few years <laughs> later, when they lose to Steely Dan. God damn it! They really did that, didn't they? Uh, but yeah, that's a very weird legacy of sad old men winning this award for like the next five years. <laughs> yeah, sad old men. But yeah, so a decent crop of things that year. Where the fuck uh, is the... Now let's discuss the album art for this beautiful record. Well, let me just say, um, in theory, I think it's a good cover. In practice, it is not. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like the, I like the image, um, just because I'm kind of a... I'm, I'm like a gear geek about like audio equipment, and he's clearly in a studio. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's like the image that's placed. It's like a kind of sepia tone image of him in the studio holding the guitar, <laughs> seated back, and then right behind him is, I think, is a big console and a bunch of, you know, bells and whistles. Um, but, uh, and it looks really cool, but yeah, I, you know, I don't think, um, I don't know. It just doesn't look interesting because it's in uh, like a monotone grayscale. So I can't really tell what anything is. Um, There's not a lot of color that pops out. I mean, that's probably the vibe he was going for. That's kind of a theme with Dylan's like he kind of likes the muted colors. But um, I don't know. I just wasn't a wasn't a a big fan of how it how it ended up looking. I would love to see what the color of the damn studio looks like. Yeah. But no, I just I just get the man in a guitar. Most studios are usually wood grain and red, in my experience, so. Yeah. That's not the color of the studio we grew up in. It literally is. It's maroon. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Is it maroon? Yeah. I was going to say blue. Is it blue? I I haven't been in that room in over a year, so I couldn't. It's been a minute. uh, As far as I've I've heard, no one has. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, honestly. Well, I will say the studio did change. It changed. It has changed, yeah. But uh, as for the album cover, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I have any really, like really specific thoughts, but I do think it really fits the very grim theme. Like, this man is just jamming out in the studio by himself. You know, my wife left me. Like, it it does it does fit the vibe. <laughs> the colorless, joyless Did theme. He- yeah. Did his wife leave him? Yeah, they got a divorce. And like a lot of people speculate that it kind of sent him to like a depression and kind of a spiral. Like he was like inactive for a good amount of years in terms of musically. And so this was like his comeback album. Mm. And as you can clearly see from the music, things are just getting darker and darker. So, yeah. I see. I see. I see. <laughs> Fascinating. Very, very dark. So. Going into the first track of this one hour and 12 minute album. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're going to be here in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, lovesick. Uh, so I would like to start this out by saying what the fuck is going on with the vocals in this track? Let me tell you. Uh, let me just say with the vocals. That's the first thing. Angel knows. Yep. It's the first thing that stuck out to me because. Um, like, again, like, I'm, you know, I'm kind of used to, like, the Dylan sort of grady nasal voice, but they yeah. did something to his voice where, like, I feel like it's like a phaser or like a very subtle micro shifter or like a chorus effect. They do something to make him sound like he's in, like, 
I don't know, a different dimension it like from a, the other yeah, instruments. It's a room of tinfoil is what it is. Yeah, like, it's just so poorly done, and it just, it feels so, like, not in relation to the instrumentation going on in the background, which is sparse and thin as it is. Like, I, yeah. oh, um, no, it was just, I couldn't do it. This yeah. record, and this is, I'm going to repeat this for every single track. What a horrible mix. What a awful, oh my god, awful mix. Yo. What an offensive mix is bad. I thought I like changed a setting on my monitors or something, mm -hmm. no. and like immediately no, 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 after all, playing no. this record, I play. I went back, I played random access memories to make sure that like my monitors weren't broken. Yeah, and this record is just so poorly mixed, everything it's is in horrible. the same frequency range. It's like in that like nice, like what, like. Fucking, it's less than 16k. Eight, it's like 8k, maybe. I don't fucking yeah. know. I'm. It's not good. It's all no high end. No high end. No low end either. The drums Very are just buried beneath everything. Yeah. All the percussion. You get this fucking. Oh my god. There's uh bad. It was bad. It 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 really um, it really set the tone for the rest of the record, and I will give the song credit for that. Um, I, I don't know if y'all are familiar with Tom Waits. It kind of sounded like to me like just like a very like a poor Tom Waits impression. Um, like you know, like I feel like Dylan was performance wise, he was having that sort of gravelly voice going on. You know, I know he's like a little older in this, but like I don't know, it just kind of sounded like he tried smoking a bunch of cigarettes in order to sound like Tom Waits, who actually has the the girth in his voice. Um, yeah, that's all I. Bob Dylan has a very yeah. like sandpapery voice, you know. Um, yeah, I don't really have much to say about this other than the lyrics. Again, I'm here for the lyrics. Lyrics on this opening track, kind of, kind of, kind of run of the mill, kind of drab, kind of simple. Nothing to really look into, you know. Not much, not much to to work, work look further into, and um, not that I even want to because <laughs> it sounds like shit. Well, well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Bob. I'm sorry. Angel as. Uh, a vocal performer who has a, I'd <laughs> yeah. say, a very impressive range. How do you feel about this sort of like yes. talk singing kind of style that was on this record? You know, yeah. I especially not necessarily for this song, but like especially for more like like his more bluesy songs on the track or on on the album. I kept mm. expecting to have a little bit more depth, and it really is just staying the same range, which. I guess kind of fits with that kind of like very suffocating feel that goes along with the album, but I kept expecting for something else to happen. Um, and I feel like, especially for like lovesick, cause it is more frustrated. He could have done a lot more. He could have. Well, yeah, there's, I don't know. It's just a boring track. Yeah. Like I will say, say that out, of, of them. out of a lot of the, a lot, a lot of the songs, it is one of my more, more preferred songs, but it's not my favorite. Yeah, I mean, okay. this was uh, a different kind of style than I'd say a lot of the rest of the record is with that kind of more folky kind of feel. Uh, this one was just kind of more like uh, blues rock, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, you want to talk blues. Next track really, really gets <laughs> you in the mood. Yeah, yeah the next track, uh, Dirt Road Blues. Uh, this is where he let a redneck into the production booth. <laughs> Please. Uh, it's another song. It didn't progress. The vocals were boring. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's, I was unimpressed with this too. 
I almost wanted it to be a little bit more like, because the lyrics aren't really happy, obviously. None of these songs are very happy, but I almost wish that he would have switched it up and had a little bit more upbeat blues and like made it a little bit more campy, but it really is just, I can't find my baby. I'm going to run, run away and hide. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, you can make sad music, but make it sound happy and upbeat. Yes. Yeah. Me and Nikki have had this discussion a numerous amount of times uh, <laughs> where all of his songs are sad and I'm like, make something happy. And he's like, no. Uh, but <laughs> I feel like, I mean, Nikki, do you, uh, what's the word? Uh, relate to Bob Dylan on this album at all? No. Oh. oh. <laughs> of course I don't. <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest, I, it's hard for me to relate to, like, what was he, like, in his, like, 40s or 50s by now? How do, can I relate to a man in his middle age uh, going through a divorce as a barely 21-year-old twink? I really, I don't know, I, I can't, I don't know, I can't really relate to his struggles, instrumentally or lyrically. Um... <laughs> instrumentally not in the slightest you know what this did remind me of andy it reminded me of you you're, you love earthbound i love earthbound it rem, it reminded me of the song uh the track in the game where you're in the desert really and you're walk yeah it had it had a bit of that sort of vibe to it but like if it was really badly covered <laughs> um because <laughs> i like that song in the in the earthbound um I wonder what that one's called. Yeah, but the desert level. I really just um, this the the symbol was really just in my right ear, just fucking popping off. <laughs> um, but I couldn't even focus on that because all I was focusing on was the intense slap delay that was going on in his vocal, which is prevalent in probably the rest of the record. Um, you honestly should call it slap delay the record because it's just so it's just drenched in just the same damn slap delay the same like fluttering uh in his voice the same fluttering like 30 second notes yeah and it you know, it doesn't just, add anything no not at all it doesn't even it doesn't add any sort of padding it doesn't ha add any any depth okay you know there's nothing going on question uh, question for the folks at home that are not not as smart as you guys in terms of like Technical audio. What is slap delay? Please, please help a help a girl out. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So a slap delay is is is, uh, is essentially where the delay, um, like the re the response rate of the delay is like really fast to the point where it's about like a thirty second note or so. So like if it was like a um so like typical delay, you'd probably go for like an eighth or a, or a quarter, you know. So like you can hear the delay afterward, um. And you you could hear it separate, independent from the the dry signal, like the main vocal. Um, what a slap delay does um, is that it is so close to uh, the sound of uh, so close to the sound of the dry signal of the of the of the main signal that it kind of sounds like it's it's very immediate, where it almost just sounds like. Um, Kind of like you're talking to a wall, you know, where like you're hitting it and it's immediately reflecting back. Sometimes it's really great for creating a sort of atmosphere, like a sort of stereo field, um, or just to add a bit of uh, texture to your to your track. I've I've done it. I've done it many times. I did a, a shit ton on Geminitis. Um, but, um, it doesn't, it, it doesn't, it, like, it, it's very, it has to be used reservedly because, um, uh, it's also kind of frowned upon, not frowned upon, but like, it's something that 
recording engineers are weary of when recording it in the studio because you don't want that if you it, like if you don't want that showing up on your recording you have to be recording in certain places depending on the vocal or, or on the in the recording space that you're in because if you're not in a great recording space uh for example the recording space that we may have had uh when we were in college andy um there are certain spots in the room that can cause that slap delay just based on where the acoustics are well, yeah where, no where it's like going back and forth. uh the drums that i did like i recorded it in an awful sp- spot like you could get the delay from the ceiling and it was horrible <laughs> yeah um yeah, so it's basically just like an immediate like reflection of of the sound. Sometimes desirable, sometimes not. I probably overexplained that a bit. But anyway, <laughs> so what's happening here in the Dylan tracks is that you're hearing his main signal like in the in the in the in the front. Yeah. Um and then like when he's talking like you can immediately hear like echoes from from left and okay. right. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Andy cut most of that out because I definitely <laughs> could have just said that part. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and cut. Edit and post. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, what I don't like about it is that it really, it's done so in a way, and it kind of like how Andy was mentioning about, like, the the EQ band, like, the frequency band for spectrum on this album is really, th- it was, like, tight. Yeah. Um, it makes it sound like, like, it's kind of like you're at, like, a like a county fair. I'm sure y'all have been to some back in the day. Oh, of um, Especially back in the Midwest. I was going to say, in Ohio? Angel, you go to the local county fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. You go to the summer, you go to the local county fair. What's that one yeah, indoor like, water park? So cool, so fun. If you're not there, you're the only one. What is that? No, that took me back, but I don't know what that... Dang it. Andy, please. That's a very specific to Ohio thing. Yes. And one of the bands I like uh, covered that song, and I don't know what water park that is. Yeah, I was going to uh, be like, how the fuck do you know about this? You're not an Ohio person. <laughs> no, I was born and raised I'm, Syracuse, New York. Uh, all we have is crime and drug addictions. <laughs> Jesus. Are you guys going to edit that? You post? also have Joe Biden. <laughs> Maybe. Angel, we cut so uh, much out of this. You don't know. How much? Yeah, we're just here to have. We've fun. had an episode where it shit. went from like an hour and twenty minutes to like fifty-two minutes. I love that. <laughs> you got half. You got half an hour. Anyway, anyway, um, yeah, that's what this. That's what the song sounds like to me. Yeah. It sounds like we're at like the county fair, and like th- this, like you just hear like some one of your folk rock community members. Yes. Uh, singing in the gazebo, <laughs> you know, like while everyone's having their sloppy joes and their pulled pork sandwiches, you know, <laughs> that's what it sounds like. It's not even like that's the, that's what the music is. Yeah. It's just what it sounds like, like sonically. It sounds like I'm listening to yeah. it from like 20 feet in like the other direction. Yeah. <laughs> I, like it's not, it sounds like I'm listening from the goddamn parking lot. <laughs> like you can't hear anything. So anyway, does yeah. anyone have any closing thoughts on the second track? This one may be mad. Yeah. <laughs> Next track, the third track, Standing in the Doorway. I kind of liked it. Really? This I, one was a very sad one. I feel, okay, here's the thing, is I really like sad music. I will come out and say it. I'm not going to take it back. And, like, I kind of really liked this one. Like, it's a little bit more ballad-like, and it's really just heartbreaking. It's very desolate. There's, you know, you guys were talking about the drums earlier and I get what you're saying because it is so far removed, but like, I kind of like the lazy feel like you can almost barely hear the drums and like the last line, like blues wrapped around my head, like just stayed with me for a little bit because like I, I keep listening to this album and I'm like, 
I get why this is considered rock in some ways, but it's so bluesy that like that final line, I was like, that's perfect. If that does not describe this entire album, I don't know what else does. I don't know. Uh, the word bad might come to mind. Oh but, uh, my God, I'm trying here. <laughs> no, you're good, bro. Uh, but nah, dude, I don't know. It, this was a seven minute song, first of all, uh, and it didn't progress at all. It did not progress. Yes. I, well, listen, if you think seven minutes is bad, right. Andy, just wait until you get to track 11. Mm, I'm that aware. was painful. <laughs> I feel like that is a general complaint, um, though, is that like, most of these songs, except for like maybe I can't remember which one I like have notes for it, but like most of them don't progress. Like you if you're putting this album on to listen yeah. to, you are really doing mindless tasks. You're not listening listening to it to be excited at all. Well, yeah, like, yeah, uh, I took a note of it a few songs down, but it, this is really applicable anywhere on the album. This is just like I feel like I'm listening to demo tracks. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, like low production value, low standards it's just i feel like just to get the draft out yeah like i'm listening know. i'm like an adr guy fucking <laughs> running not ad not adr what's the fucking word ar whatever a and r a and r yeah fucking i'm <laughs> listen adr is a different audio thing i know audio terms what's adr automatic dialogue replacement oh that's that's a different audio yes regardless i feel like an a and r person like who just found this old guy at the fucking county fair and is like hey we can uh, bring you in for some demo recordings. Maybe I can get you a job at Sony Records or some shit. <laughs> yeah. uh, the amount of times that County Fair has come up, I feel like the episode should just be titled that. Tragically, we don't do fun names here. Um, uh, okay. We don't, actually. We do fun uh, covers. Covers of the... Of the yeah, movie. did you see the one for the Natalie Cole record? I did. <laughs> that was yes. Amazing. Thank you to our good friend, Sarek Thorson. Uh, for making that for me. I love them very much. You like jazz? Very cool. Uh, <laughs> um, I have nothing to really add to this track other than it was a boring slow burner. It was, it was, it was nice and chill, but again, it didn't really progress. Um, where's the damn organ? I know there's an organ it, in there. If only I could hear it it shows up in like 20 seconds when we talk about million miles <laughs> found it yeah this was this uh you know uh in million do you have any more thoughts on this one before we close out no, let's go yeah the million miles, miles uh this one is a bit more bluesy uh they really get, make get their money's worth for that fucking ride symbol and organ in this track <laughs> that, yeah like damn that you really just only wanted me to hear those two things. Yeah, <laughs> so true. There was so much hiss, so much hiss on this on this track. There's so much goddamn noise from from the from the music. And I wrote here, I'm like, why do they want to emulate the '50s so bad? Like, I thought this was like not on axe. I thought this was intentional. And then I did some very mild research and I found out that it was intentional. They wanted to make it sound like music from the fifties. They used recording technology from the 1950s for some reason. Um, and it really doesn't pan out well <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, but they really, but listen, the, one of the wonders, the, the absolute joys of digital audio and of electronic music is that there's no damn hiss. 
There's no noise anywhere. It's crisp and clean and clear. <laughs> the, the advent of modern recording is that you don't have to have like a, like a, a snake just singing in the background with Destiny's Child. Well, well Nikki, so, last uh, week we listened to something that was trying to emulate the 50s to a better extent. Yeah, but there wasn't any damn hiss with it. <laughs> yeah. It was making it modern. It was, it was a modern version. Like, I know we didn't like it as much, but even still, God. <laughs> Oh. We still liked it though. It was still a good record. It's not like this week where, like, oh, I, I maybe you could argue it's not a good record. It was a yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, that was a good record, but it, it was nice because it called back to the time, like, and I know we had we had our gripes about that Natalie Natalie Cole record, but what I liked about it is that it did kind of hail back to a time like the fifties and sixties, um, but it didn't like make it sound like it like it was recorded back then. It was it was giving an homage to it while giving a sort of modern twist. This is just stuck in the past is what this is. Well, Nikki, you know what record this was most similar to that I think we've listened to so far on this is Blood, Sweat, and Tears. But like that record, I think think it's most similar in the sense of like musical style because it had that. It's most similar to Bob Newhart. That's that's a disservice (laughs) to Bob Newhart. <laughs> but no, the kind of jazzy or bluesy kind of music and the rockabilly sure, kind sure, of thing. But like even then though, like that record, like it wasn't like the best recording ever, but like it still it was in the 70s, right? And that was still pretty good sounding. As opposed to this where it's just I don't know, man. Like I'm still I'm still It's disappointing that this won. I I'm I keep going back to that in my mind because it's like the styles of this album is so it is very old school. Like, you know, obviously, like we keep mentioning the blues and just looking at the late 90s, I'm still very shook that this is the album that won. You know, like there's all these allusions mm-hmm. to like well, yeah. blues and like old singers and like old songs. And I'm like, who like listening to this album in the late 90s would have really like who would have really picked that up and really appreciated that, you know, enough to say this should be the album of the year. The Grammys, apparently. Yeah, I just <laughs> I just Googled other records that came out in this year, like Elton John. OK, Computer was mm-hmm. the first thing that came up. Uh, Puff Daddy, fucking Elliot Smith, like all these big names like that probably would have fucking not only better engineered, better recorded, better mixed, mastered, written, yeah. just better. And like this, I don't know, man. Like, uh, and we're only <laughs> yep. four tracks in. God damn it! All right, let's get, get right. let's get on with the rest uh, of this, huh? Trying to get to heaven. Uh, the classic old man praise to God song. <laughs> I liked this one. I liked it a little bit more than the other ones for sure. I, I will say this is the first one that I gave like a slight up towards on my little rating yeah. scale as I was going through it. It was okay. I didn't hate it. Um, yeah, it was it was cleaner, less hiss. Um, I thought the lyrics were a little a uh, little better. Um, yeah, it just sounded cleaner, so it just made me like the track more. Okay, well, I thought that like the lyrics, like they were very vivid, and like I feel like I could like see a lot of it. Like I feel like with this track, I can see why people like Bob Dylan in terms of like his his lyrics and his songwriting. And I also appreciated, like, I almost feel like they could have handed up a little bit more because, like, you can hear a little bit of the presence of the organ. And so, like, the trying to get into heaven, like, I thought that was kind of a little funny, but they could have handed up a little bit more. And then his little harmonica solo, like, 
it really did remind me of like Bruce Springsteen, Springsteen in a little bit. And I was like, okay, I can get into this track. It's, it is a little bit grim in terms of like, you know, he is kind of reflecting on death and like trying to get to heaven, but like overall it is one of the more standout songs on the album, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it is. I don't know if, I don't know, the ones I hate the least. <laughs> People who've listened to any episode of the show where I've not talked about a record positively definitely know that this record is yeah. not getting a good score <laughs> by now. Uh, but <laughs> sorry, friends. Uh, so actually, this next song, uh, I did have an emotional mm-hmm. reaction to, Till I okay. Fell in Love with You. Uh, this is where I, it definitely, I really okay. resonated with the lyrics. I thought it was a really cute song. Is but uh this is where i got really frustrated with the same two bars repeating infinitely mm-hmm. across this entire record yeah just because that's all this was at the and at this point like i don't even think like musically or instrumentally like you could distinct any of these songs between each other that's yeah. honestly so true like I'm, I'm looking over my notes and i'm like only a few of them can i actually remember the melody because they are very slow and just there's nothing distinct about them. Yeah. I, I will say that like they did become more distinct uh, coming in here or, yeah. but the problem is, is that they lose their distinctness when they become so repetitive yeah. in themselves. Like when, like I, yeah. like I like started to like perk up. Cause at least these songs like sounded different from the first like four or five, but like, then they like just repeat them in like the same two bars, every song. And like, they're different from the last songs, but mm, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I I was kind of feeling the same thing. It felt like just kind of a generic blues progression, generic blues track. It was a good yeah. blues track. It was just a little generic. I I was getting a vibe from it. I let, I got a little feel like a vibe and a, like a sort of chill feeling. Um, yeah, okay. and I was kind of liking it. And then the song faded out. It faded out, and I was a little disappointed by by the fade out. Yeah, um, Angel, I don't know if you know this. I'm not a fan of fade outs. Oh, they need to stop. (laughs) And I was really about to give this a thumbs up um, until the song faded out. I was like, this is great. So not only is this not going anywhere, it just it 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 just pretends to go on nowhere forever. Well, there was one fade out earlier in the record that just like it was instant. It was just like, "Eh." I think it's that million miles. I think that was million miles that does a fade out. I could be lying, though. I could be lying. Who's to really say? It's, it could have been any of them. <laughs> Honestly, they all sound the same, so. But yeah, uh, Nikki, what were you saying? I just, you know. Are they, are like, who? They just, the mix engineers, like, were they good at this? <laughs> like, how did they get, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not really. I'm not trying to be mean. Yeah. Even for content, I'm not trying to be mean. I, but I just, I really like, I just, uh, uh, I feel like I, I'm not saying I can mix a better record. I'm definitely yeah. not saying that. But I definitely know what a better mixed record sounds like. Nikki, in, in this style. I'll, I'll double down and say you have mixed better records. Well, hey, thanks, partner. Like, Every, I don't know. Maybe it's just because we learned. Listen to Nikki Kulai out now on all Spotify streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. Promoting your own content. You ought to be ashamed. 
Mm. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's not promoting <laughs> his own content. When we talk about this, it's, it's, it's our content. He promotes his own art. There's a difference. Content and art are separate things. Yes, I don't know. I'm I make kind of con- I kind of make content. No, 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 no. This is content. Your songs are art. Like, come on, come on. You gotta have hey, have some dignity and grace with your music, Nikki. I think that was the closest you're gonna get to a compliment from Andy. I would never compliment <laughs> Nikki Kulai. Not once. Not ever. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. My podcast co-host. We? Yes. Let us move on. My podcast co-host. My dear friend first, or maybe podcast co-host first, who's to really say? <laughs> uh, not dark yet. I liked it. I'm going to keep that 30-second pause in. <laughs> <laughs> it was okay. Um, yeah, it was fine. I think this was the best mixed so far at this point in the record. Mm. I like how it said Gay Perry. Um, it felt a little it was nice and chill it was sweet it was sweet on the ears that was nice um i felt like the bass i don't know Mm -hmm. if you felt this andy or angel i I felt like the bass was a little a little thick here a little muddy um Mm -hmm. that's really that's the only thing i really have to say about this song it, yeah, it was just a nice track. It wasn't too offensive. It, lyrics were kind of decent, you know. I didn't find them to be drab, so that's really that's really all I have to say about this one. Yeah, this this it was fine. I feel like I feel like at this point in the in the album, I started to like kind of see like the reoccurring themes. Like he talks a lot about like healing and like he talks a lot he comes up a lot with like a lot of his lyrics like I don't know if you guys picked up on that but I'm like okay we get it um (laughs) but like I don't know I really liked it like I feel like it had a little bit more of a softer rock feel so I was kind of happy to briefly get away from either blues or just like really gritty like I feel like trying to get to heaven and like not dark yet are very much like they could be brother and sister in a lot of ways (laughs) Yeah, well, the, you know, he's, the sad lyrics really, like, I, listen, I, I'm I'm a sad man. I I have sadness. Uh, of course, <laughs> but like, I don't know. This we we sometimes have to really look at how we relate based on like, is this mucus mucus? Wow, uh, is this music marketed towards us? Like, are we the demographic? Because I I I don't yeah. think this music was made for me, to be quite honest. Uh, does that, that doesn't necessarily make it bad to everyone or bad by every standard. Uh, but it definitely makes it bad to me. Uh, (laughs) and we talked about this before when we, uh, reviewed Nick of time, like that record just didn't strike a chord with me. It didn't resonate with me. Uh, but I will say, uh, that record was a lot more accessible. I don't think that this record would have, uh, be as accessible to maybe your average music enjoyer. Yes. Do you yeah. think they're trying to be like experimental with this record? Like, I, I, are they trying to step into like some like semi avant garde territory? Do you think that's why they went into this? Do you, like, do you think it'd be experimental if you're just emulating the '50s? I think that's just <laughs> hipster bullshit. <laughs> Especially when you had it. This it? was the same year as OK Computer. It be OK Computer, an actual experimental record. Yeah. Damn, you got me there, Chief. So I don't the the recording academy was on something for the next few years. 
Uh, maybe uh, it was a fucking dialysis machine, but who knows? <laughs> a dialysis machine, sir. Old men. It's all old men. It sucks. Uh, what song were we talking about? Knock dark yet? Yeah. So this will be yeah. Cold Irons Bound. Yes. Yeah. This one was uh, okay. Yeah, I like the nice I like the baseline on this one. Yeah. Uh, it had a nice sort of like rockabilly vibe, outlaw country. I got, I liked it. I will say uh, this song. It made me Google. I wanted to find the baseline for this and see if I could play it. Uh, yeah. And I could not find any baselines for any song on this record anywhere of every Bob Dylan song. So I don't know what that says. Maybe, I don't think these songs maybe have as much of a legacy as, you know, other Bob Dylan songs, especially because like this guy was like super important to counterculture in the 80s and 70s yes. or maybe just the yeah. 80s. But like yeah. still. Like he he's like an important dude when it comes to like the history of music. Paul Simon thinks yeah. he's going to be a footnote compared to this guy. And like I yeah, you know, I don't know. I I don't know if that's really true based on what we've listened to from Paul Simon compared to this. I will say that we are focusing on this album. Um now granted, once again, I am not so big for Bob Dylan. I have not listened to most of his music. But of what I know from him from like so like you guys asked me to do this and I'm like, I don't know, but like I know a little bit of Bob Dylan from my high school English teacher. She absolutely adores him because of his his lyrics. Um, and like he's one of the only musicians, I think in 2016, he was the only musician to like get a Nobel Peace Prize for like as a musician. And it's because mm-hmm. of his lyrics and like his importance to music and just like like you said, that counterculture, um, you know, like he did a lot of like anti-war, like, you know, um, you know, and just like peace protest songs and stuff. And so it's like, this is very not this, this album is not indicative of like, I guess his values as well as just like his previous music or even like his music now. I mean, he released like, um, like a song about like JFK's assassination in 2020 and stuff. So it's like this album, I don't know why it's so recognized in comparison to his other work is what's really sending me. Yeah. Well, yeah, I we've talked we talked about it, but like this really has just been us finding out that this award is just goes to the people who it's a legacy award. It's like, ah, you used to deserve it. And, you know, that kind of sucks because like this is we've there are a lot of records that are just really good that don't get notoriety because, you know, the old people who didn't really deserve it this year got it. And I don't know, like Bob Dylan has songs that I like, like. Fucking yeah. knocking on heaven's door, fucking amazing song, uh, blowing in the yeah. wind, fucking uh, I don't know, man. I, maybe I'm just young, too young to be understand. <laughs> uh, but I want to go too young to understand uh, Bob Dylan. <laughs> next song, make you feel my love. Finally, I get a chance to talk about Adele on this show again. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Adele covered this song on 19. It was so good. Everyone go listen to the Adele version of this song. Her vocals are inspired. Her performance is phenomenal. Oh my God. I love Adele. <laughs> you was waiting for that one. Huh? You said that. I've been waiting for that for the past 45 minutes of this recording. Yes. <laughs> like his vocals sound so fucking sad on this song, man. Like, I can't believe that she covered this song. Like he sounds like shit here. <laughs> yes <laughs> I have to say that I really appreciated this one A because like I already knew the Adele rendition but like I was also like once again it was 
cold cold irons like bound was like a nice little breakup but like make make you feel my love was drastically different because it's just so simple it's like practically just piano and voice you have a little bit of organ and guitar sprinkled in i was like thank you thank you god for something a little bit different and well, something yeah, the that's piano a sounded like melodic well that's true know, okay man. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sit here and tell you not i'm not gonna sit here and lie and say that the piano or even the voice sounded good but it was a nice little break from whatever else was going sure, on. Sure, but this sounded like one of the fucking donated pianos in the practice rooms, Angel. <laughs> no, please. Hey, I like the donated practice piano. There's one the good rooms. one. You know that. Yeah, it's in the wooden one. <laughs> yeah. I like that. That's my demo f- donated by Mickey Long Bates. We're going to steal it one day. But. <laughs> No, this piano sounded like shit. His voice sounded like shit. I'm surprised this got covered by Adele. Yeah, I wonder who brought it to her attention. Like, is she a Bob Dylan fan? Is that? I think that I think that's what it is. I think she's actually like a big Bob Dylan fan. Fascinating. So, anyways, can't wait, huh? <laughs> uh, can't wait. Uh, he sounded like he had throat cancer on this track. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Ooh, sheesh. <laughs> I liked the percussion on this track. I thought the percussion was kind of neat. It was a nice change of pace. It was mm-hmm. more than just the standard kit. I'll give a yeah. good, give him credit there. Um, yeah. It was the last good track. Um, <laughs> uh, and that's saying something because the last, the next and final track is about like three songs in one. No, that's like five songs same, in one. Five yeah. songs in one, but it's all the same song. So it's like its own yes. little EP. Yes. Yo, uh, Andy, the last track on this Bob Dylan record is longer than the Pink Shift EP that we love so dearly. Yeah, no, it's a better use of your time to listen to the Pink Shift EP. If you're going to listen to this record after our glorious recommendation that I'm sure we're all about to give in a few minutes, uh, just stop (laughs) on the last song. Pick up the Pink Shift EP. Uh, Yeah, this song uh, started off with lip smacking and fucking mic stand adjustment. Yeah, we get it. You're doing some acoustic shit. Like you're 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 going for the real lo-fi. We recorded this on a on a on a like two track in our goddamn gar- garage. You know, like it's freaking epic, dude. Like, yeah. Whatever. Wait, you, wait, wait, wait. How did you pronounce that? Garage. I don't want to. We can we can move on now. Anyway, mm. now Angel, real Angel, we're gonna put you on blast. How what what what's that bubbly stuff with the carbon in it that has a high fructose corn syrup? Pop. Mmm. Mm. That's the shit you make when you take off the filter and then you just hear. You know that's that's what that is. All right. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's the what you're talking about, my friend. Is uh, soda. 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 I listen, y'all can sound stupid if you want to, but I'm gonna say pop. As yeah, for me, our, zero, you ain't saying our zero listeners in Ohio are really gonna come to your defense. <laughs> listen, um, as long as you ain't I calling it Coke, right. you ain't calling it cola. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, Highlands, Ohio, motherfucker. <laughs> I will say, for can't wait. I got big Nina Simone vibes. Like, I don't know why I was listening to this and I thought of like, uh, I put a spell on you. I cannot explain to you why. And then he like, there is a lot of references in this song. Like, like he says stormy weather. And then there's like the standard, like stormy weather. I don't know if you guys know that song, but like, you like stormy weather. Anyways, I'm not going to sing. That's atrocious. But the point is 
Angel, if I can sing on this podcast, you can sing on this podcast. Angel, if there's anything that you should be doing on this podcast, it is sing. Increase our (laughs) stock value. Mm. (laughs) It's, it was, it's, that's the thing is, I feel like my biggest issue with this album is that it's so stock filled with the same thing. If it was just a little bit more variety and less of the same thing, like if it was just this or maybe... I don't know, like million miles, whatever, like those two like count for the blues count for this album, then I would have been fine. But by the time that we got down to like, can't wait, I'm like, please, God, make it stop. So that's my well, thought. Yeah, it's I don't know, man. I feel like I uh, do you guys want to just go into final thoughts? Well. Highlands. Well, we Highlands. talked about it. It's long. Yeah. This With the 20 different 60. verses. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, at this point I was completely tuned out And I was like, yep, it's this song, uh-huh Yeah, it really <laughs> Once I was amended in, it was kind of uh, Just wish it would develop It was an interesting storyline Yeah, I think, if, if I could remember it Anyway, yeah, that's all I really have to say Whatever, this yeah. record existed It was long, it was bad You really uh, could have yeah. cut out like two minutes off of most of these songs Some songs you could have cut off eight minutes Or ten minutes Let me just let me, let me just close out our discussion on this record By reading I would like to read a passage um, <laughs> From the Wikipedia article This is the third, is the third introductory pa- paragraph Um <laughs> The album has an atmospheric sound. The work of producer and past Dylan collaborator Daniel Lenois, uh, whose innovative work w- with carefully placed microphones and strategic mixing was detailed by Dylan in his memoir, Chronicles Volume 1. Although Dylan has spoken positively of Lenois's production style, he expressed dissatisfaction with the sound of Time Out of Mind. Dylan has self-produced his subsequent albums. <laughs> I can't imagine a greater burn like of someone's career than to work yeah. on a record with someone who already has a career. And then for the rest of his career, he's like, I can, I should do this on my own. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> Check please. Oh man. Oh my God. Uh, so angel, how we do things around here is after we're done pissing on an album's legacy, uh, we rate it on a scale of 1 to 63, 1 being the absolute worst piece of garbage you've ever heard, 63 being a flawless masterpiece for the times. Uh, please uh, give it your thoughts. Uh, we'd love to hear. Oofs. 1 to 63, what a fun range right there. Um... It divides evenly into three twice, so you can have one, 1 to 21 being the bottom tier, uh, 22 yeah. to 42 being the middle We're, tier, and then uh, 43 to 63 being the top tier. And then you can divide each of those into thirds as well. Uh, nice. Wow. Um, I think I'm going to give it a nice 20, mm, 20, 23, 21. 23, she says. 21, she says. Okay. 21. Okay, pretty good. Nikki? I. I also gave, well, actually, I gave it a 29 before realizing, wait, that's way too high. So then I, then I also changed it to a 23. But <laughs> give me three seconds to decide if that's really the number that I want to give it. Sure, take your time. I'll put the Japanese <laughs> music think- in. I 
I'm so sorry. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a seventeen. A seventeen, okay. he says. Seventeen. We'll lower it to a seventeen. Let's see. I because I'm gonna be honest. You know, I I know Andy doesn't like this. I know Andy doesn't like me getting influenced by the opinions of others. Um, but I know that Angel liked this album more than me, and so I shouldn't place it <laughs> higher than her. <laughs> this is true. Uh, fuck. You know what? Fine. I'm gonna lower mine then, because I the Angel also liked this album more than me. <laughs> That's a good argument. I was gonna give it a 22, but uh, after that, I decided to give it a 19 after Nikki's beautiful argument. That averages out to an average of 19. There you go. Great. Nice, okay. So yeah, bad record. Boo. Boo record. Angel, <laughs> we must apologize. Uh, you again. We usually try and have good records for our guests. Do we? Usually. All right. Uh, so yeah, Angel. Uh, how we like to end th- our last little segments on this show is we talk about what we're currently listening to. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what are you listening to? Any new music that's been crossing your mind, or or even any of the any of the songs that have been on your rotation? I know you have your your recital coming up. I know yeah. you just did an opera. Anything that you've been having on repeat, even casually or not? Yeah. Um, Casually. Re- Recently, um, over the course of this year, but like especially recently, just like chill, I've been listening to like a lot of like Eric Badu. Uh, so Ooh. like, yeah, I know. And so like, there is really, especially like when I'm showering or like when I when my hair was like not braided, like I would just be listening to Badu, you know, taking care of my natural hair, you know, getting that life. Um, but yeah, I feel like she just makes me chill. I feel like really. Like I'm just vibing. Um, personally, I really, really love Green Green Eyes by by Badu. Like I listen to that all mm. the time because it's such a like dynamic song. It's like 10 minutes long, but it's not like atrocious like Highlands, where it's like 16 <laughs> minutes and for what? And there's like three different distinct sections. So in case you guys are trying to get into Erica Badu, listen to Green Eyes because it hits so different. Yo, so. I just looked her up. Her album art is fucking stellar, man. I Yo, know, yeah, listen. yeah, the uh, New America mm-hmm. is very, very cool. I'll definitely yeah. give this a listen, because this looks yeah. fucking dope. Yeah, I think I listened to Baduzium yes. uh, back in college. I'm going to be honest, I'm fucking stupid, uh, and like the pretty, uh, pretty album art makes me want to listen to music more. <laughs> no, I'm the same way. It, I, mean, I, same I judge way. things by the cover all the time. Um... <laughs> And uh, uh, Angel, I, 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 I am familiar with Badu, although I haven't really s- absorbed a lot of her work. Um, yeah. Have you listened to any Janelle Monet in the past? Yes, yes. Yes, there's yeah. a track that um, Janelle Monet released, I think it was in 2017, called Queen, um, yes. featuring Erica Badu, and she has this wonderful, wonderful guest verse on it, and that really kind of got me, got my attention on her. Um, that song is great, but and uh, too is wonderful, and they really work. But I, I, um, what was the track called again? I'm sorry, what's it called? Green this, eyes. Green eyes. Yes, I believe. Let me check, but I'm almost positive because I listen to it like every other day. <laughs> it's so good. Um, I yes, don't know, Green man. Eyes by Erica Badu. Yes, it is so so good. You guys should definitely listen to it. Um, I'll give it. I'll give it. I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. What type of music is it? 
So she falls into like the category like R&B, like Neo Soul, I believe. Like Neo Soul before it was like mm-hmm. Neo Soul now. Um, what else? Mm-hmm. Like I, I think that's super auto tuned. No, that's the thing. Not really. Cause she's like, um, I say Neo, but it's like, it's Neo Soul in the fact that it's like 90s. Uh, but it's not Neo Soul as in like now where it's like really super auto-tuned and like more like electronic focused. Um, mm-hmm. And there's like a lot of like jazz influences. Like if you ever hear her perform live, she, you know, it's a lot of like live instrumentation and just like a lot of improv. Like she's kind of in the same vein as like, um, like, uh, is it Jill Scott? You know, like that type of generation. Um, she's really, really good. Like... Mm-hmm. Kind of, she has her controversies. I'm not going to try and protect her, but like overall, really, really like Erica Badu. Go. Cool. All right. I'll definitely give some of her stuff a peep. Because I just added like five songs to a Spotify playlist of stuff I'll give a peep. Nice. Heck yeah. <laughs> Nikki, what about you? What's on your spin wheel rotation let me tell you i've been very fascinated by this new artist this new record that 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 came into my radar thanks to our uh, my wonderful uh not friend and your wonderful not enemy anthony fantano the needle drop um on youtube music critic has recommended to me uh a, a record from quadeca uh who i guess is an american rapper he's a youtuber um, but he just released this tape called From Me to You. And I'm really like, it's an hour long. It, it shouldn't be, but it really like, there's a lot of great stuff on here. The kid has just turned 20 and he's just, he's making these, he, he makes these wonderful, like the production level is on par with, I would say like Tyler, the creator, um, you know, like there's a lot of Frank Ocean influences on this. Ooh. Um, it's a wonderful, wonderful abstract and artistic hip hop ex- um, expression. Um, some killer tracks, some killer lines, some dud lines, but like it's a, it's a, it's just a, it's a great, just a new thing for me that I really relate to because around the same age and he's making very a lot of music that I can hear in. I can hear myself in it here, like, oh, like I could do that. Or like I would, I would, I can see why he did that, you know? And so I'm really interested. I'm, I've really been indulging into it. I hope I hear more from him. Check it out. Quadeca is the name. Quad Eka. Um, albums from me to you. Um, I also want to give a brief shout out to uh, uh, um, our friend Fade. I don't know if he's our friend. I don't know if you know him, Andy, but um, John Hanover. Uh, he was my former resident. recording. Was he really? Yes, he was my resident my first year as an RA. Yep. Well, how about that? Yeah, um, under the name Fade, uh, he just released a new EP, Nearsighted. It's just a nice short collection of bedroom pop tracks. Um, you know, it's nice to hear pals that I knew, I know, knew and know in college and <laughs> still keep up with. Not that I keep up with him, but I follow him. I, I see what he's doing musically. Um, it's nice to see them still producing work. Same thing with um, I know I know you know Geo out there, um, and anyone else who's 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 uh, making waves in their own little ways. It's always nice to hear that um, the music doesn't stop in college. So uh, I think he's still in college, but I just want to shout out to to John. John, I hope you're doing well. Great EP. Uh, give give it a listen. Nearsighted is what it's called. That's all I've been listening to. Andy, how about you? I've been listening to jack shit. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, nah, let's see. Uh, 
Beach Bunny re-released one of their songs uh, with Tegan and Sarah having a feature oh, on that. it, which was pretty cool. Really? Actually, I it was really good. I've been jamming to that a lot. I know we said uh, we mentioned Beach Bunny's EP like on our first or second episode uh, that they released earlier this year, but I really do love Beach Bunny. Very, very good like uh, pop rock kind of music. Yeah, uh, they blew up a lot uh, after I started. I listened to them before they were cool. Mm-hmm. All right, asshole. <laughs> but no, I'm glad that they've gotten as big as they have. Uh, they're a really good band. I I really I was went back to my like your top songs from last year. The yeah. entire record is on that. So uh, <laughs> I do genuinely love this band. <laughs> uh, other than that, uh, fucking I listened to Hippocampus again. I got back into their discography. Uh, their album Landmark from 2017. I uh, my sophomore year roommate Alex, uh, who lived with me on the second floor of Seneca. Uh, down the hall from Angel Tyler herself. Mm. Uh, but no, he recommended me that record. And yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, so yeah. Wait, that's, I'm that's... sorry. Were you two floor mates? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Angel's first mm-hmm. year. Yep. After we met in uh, f- Music 100, yes. uh, turns out we also lived on the same floor. Yep. I did not I met know Angel that. her first day of Scott college. Yep. Is that true, Angel? Yes, or it not? is. Mass is I sat right line. next to her. Yes, man, that was, that feels like an acid trip, thinking about that. <laughs> Dude, it's wild. It's so long ago. Oh, my God. Damn. That's before we were in, like, any of the same clubs or anything, and, yeah. yeah. That is insane. Yeah. Time flies. And now you're a guest on our podcast. How far have we fallen? <laughs> God is not near anywhere here. Okay, Nikki, close it out for us. Give Angel Tyler a Grammy. Bye!